Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to another episode of Boots, Balls, and Bras. I'm with the same suspects here, Far Williams and Earth Pond, otherwise known as the Crab Twins, um, which I don't know what that was referenced to. Far is very excited this week because you bought a pair of rollerblades oh over the weekend. Days. First, we need to start with that, please. What's yeah. happening? Show, t- what are you going to do? You just showed us some moves here. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I'm thinking a BBB <laughs> live on Insta or something. Earth has got roller skates. I can't skate. No, I, I can't skate. Blade, so, yeah, I thought I'd roll back the years, 24 years on since I last mm-hmm. put a pair on. Nice. Bought myself a pair of Bowers. I mean, now I'm using the word Bowers. You know, they could have sponsored me a oh, pair because they were like 200 pounds. <laughs> oh, are they actually nowadays? <laughs> so they better be worth it because back in the day they were about 50 and I, I thought know. they were expensive back then. Right. <laughs> I had bowers, but yeah. mine was a lost property pair. It was like size eight and I was like size five, but they were. I kept my size three for about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and Eartha, you have to run today because you're going to something really interesting. Share a bit about that. Yeah. Um, doing some, some work with Bernardo's, you know, me and young people trying to find strategies and just helping them with their theory of change. So yeah, just seeing if we can find some solutions for young people. Again, not just inside of football, but outside of the game as and well. And if people don't know what that is, because I didn't know what it was, it's the... It's like one of the biggest kind of youth-focused charities in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Um, they deal with all sorts of things. They have centres. They run different programmes. Um, and yeah, yeah, just added my, my two pence to it, to awesome. the discussion. So and Bex, good. where are you going, Germany? Your Champions League, Germany, are you going? Well, I was for my sins with the referees this past weekend. I saw you there, yep. I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lines were shadowed, they were shadowing each other, yep. I did see. Mm-hmm. They were, so I was, um, were in the rain. Play? I was in the rain, in my big jacket, freezing. They were whistling everywhere and flags going all over the place. And I just remember thinking, this is the exact reason why I never wanted to coach <laughs> <laughs> outside in the rain. But they were a card. It was a good set. Yeah. We had two days because they obviously had the match day yesterday on or on Sunday, I should say. Um, but yeah, a lot of work. It's a lot of work, man. Mm. I heard early. it's changing as well. I heard that they're lightening off on the or easing off, should I say, on the handballs in the penalty box and. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And you saw that at the weekend in the men's game. I don't know if you saw, but there was some VAR that a week ago would have been given. Yeah. This weekend they weren't given two in the same game that I was doing in the villa. It's so interesting, isn't it? Mm. Because all the stuff that's coming in and Mm. it's just like that ever changing process of football because there were some laws of the games that were changed, which I didn't realize when we were watching some clips. I'm like, what? It's this Mm. now if you play back, if it, if, okay, if you're, if the ball gets played um, towards goal and there's a deflection by a defender okay, and there's a, someone in the offside position, then it's still offside. But if it's with intent, if they're actually deliberately playing the ball by the defender, then it's not offside. But now it, the whole th- interpretation is, is it a deflection or mm. is it deliberate? That comes from the goal that, uh, that, got, oh. that got given at Newcastle or disallowed at Newcastle. Like, that's where it come from. Likely. Because it was a deflected. How? But but my my only thing around this is that 
how can you tell the person? So how can you tell me? You're the referee, yeah, Beth. Yeah. I'm the player. How can you interpret whether exactly. for me is intentional or unintentional? I you know. can't. Well, it, 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 goes you back, it goes back to you what you mentioned you the other day, right? In I terms say of, it's unintentional. <laughs> no, but they can say, remember you was talking about knowing the player and knowing their yeah. characteristics and yeah. what they will do. Well, get me in the middle with that yeah, Fox we 40 whistle, mate. Let me, let, I'm going to do the FA Cup final one day. You've heard it here first. I She's promise you. not. That she game. Keep up with play. play on! <laughs> there's play a, there's on. A, the next camp is August, about eight days after the World Cup final. So um, you can come. We I could be still celebrating. Come. So yeah. we might we might <laughs> we not might. be available. And then it's going to be Nottingham Hill Carnival towards the end. So yeah. we're all going to say in a good month. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot has happened this week in football as well because we had some announcements. Um, we had the FIFA prize money for the Women's World Cup go up from uh, 30 million uh, in 2019 to 150 million. Oh so only a 300% increase out of nowhere. Uh, and Johnny Infantino <laughs> said it's a historic journey for women's football and for equality because it will lead us to a path to equal pay. Is it in line with inflation? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Cost the living crisis. Wow. There we go. Yeah. Sorted. Um, and then we also saw the NWSL, the league in the US, announced their 23-24 season is going to be all on CBS platforms for free. So internationally free on their website. So anyone can watch NWSL, the league in the US. That's 176 matches for next season. Can I ask a random question? Get it. In in the US, do you have to pay TV license like you do in the no, UK? No, what the heck was so that? It's I free. got this letter when I first moved here and I was like, <laughs> not yet found TV. So she hasn't got a TV, she hasn't owned a TV. I did, yeah. <laughs> for like four years, I was like, I'm not paying that. Yeah. Well, 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 you better pay it because I saw a stat actually this week that said, well, have a guess. How many, well, well, maybe. I'm giving it away now, but a third of female prisoners in the UK are in prison for not paying TV license. That is jokes. <laughs> that is jokes. Female? I Why promise female? You, because female pays the bills. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of the things. They're the ones who usually open the door. So they're the ones who are usually charged. So a third of prisoners are in Wait, female prisoners. But like, it's a it's a felony offence. It's an offence. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like you go to jail. As for in, they it. are in jail. Of, uh, I saw it on this you morning. You better pay your. You better pay your. Oh, that's mad. But okay, so you heard it here. Pay your TV bills. Likely, yeah, license, yeah. whatever it's called. And then we also saw um, the FA Cup. We had the quarterfinals this past weekend, um, which was pretty interesting, actually. But we saw Lewis FC wearing shirts that said equal pay. They wanted equal pay from the FA to give prize money equal to men and women because as we know Lewis FC if you haven't heard is the only I believe um, club in this country at least that pays their men's and women's clubs equally and also invests equally in their men's and women's um, run by the wonderful Maggie Murphy um, thoughts on all of those things because we also have in this country a new um, well basically the FA now runs the league right they run the Barclays FA um, WSL and in other countries, you have sometimes private entities like the Premier League. So Premier League is not run by the Federation uh, on the men's side. And in some countries around the world, also women's um, the Women's League is run by private entities. So what the FA is doing right now is they've done a whole research project, um, which actually I was a part of. I did a little bit of research with that company, looking at what that new company should look like, having it run by an external, having it run actually as a company. So similar to the Premier League. Mm -hmm. And they're currently right now in that transition phase, 
which you know a lot about, Eartha, because obviously you sit on the FA board. Mm-hmm. Um, so just looking at structures, you know, equal pay, how broadcast deals are run, things like that. You know, what types of things would you like to see in this new co, you would call it? Well, I think we need to firstly keep a grips of our game. I think that's what what's the most important he, thing. Here, here, yeah, here, yeah, here. Like because we, show. We, we look at the Premier League and it's just a, a monster in itself, right? Mm. And we we don't want to get to that point in terms of women's football. It, it's it's so different. Um, there's so much other integral parts which just kind of keep the game grounded and we don't want it to be so far away and removed from fans and clubs. Mm. And we look at, I guess, the things that we celebrate and the beauty around the game, like volunteers, like that help drive the game forward. We saw a recent announcement with Kelly Simmons retiring, who's been yeah. driving the game for over 30 years. and That's a huge announcement. Mm. It's, it's a huge announcement. and it, It's and a it's, worrying one. It's a worrying one <laughs> because I'm like somebody that has been so good in driving mm. the women's game, and like, mm. of course we we have our, we have we have our time. So I understand that we get mm. older and we have our time, and we feel like we can't move it any further. Mm. So it could be I'm looking at it from two point of views. Yeah. Is it she feels like she's done all she can in in terms of getting the game where it is, or is she jumping? I'm getting out of this boat before <laughs> it sinks, right? Because who knows where the game's going to go? Like who mm. knows how it's going to transition yeah. when it get, has a takeover? And it's been quite controlled so the women's game has been controlled from, from as uh, you know as early as I know mm-hmm. so it's like one of those because integral part of the FA and, yeah, and the women's game been. in terms of the growth but uh, for you can continue sorry I just mm-hmm. I thought I'd say that because that's how I feel about yeah. it it's a bit yeah. one or the yeah, other yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I, I think I feel the same and I think it's always scary the unknown right and you can look back and say oh in hindsight we should have did it so we should have done that but I guess as I said and I said it last week like we have to have more people who have been involved in shaping the game still being part of where the game goes to Mm -hmm. because if we lose all that great information and knowledge we're starting something new and then that's not women's football Mm -hmm. in in England if that makes Mm -hmm. sense so how can we ensure that we get the best of what's currently there and the good practice and what we love around the game and how do we stretch and challenge that to the next level and again you need the experts in the room to do Mm -hmm. that it it can't just be I know a friend of a friend and, and moving it that way because as in a business model, we can make money, I guess. We can kind of market the game to go to where it needs to be. But how do we still make sure that it really is a game that fans want to come to and we're getting new fans in, but we're not losing the beauty and the core, what people have grown and loved and are really proud of about, mm. I think, in terms of the women's mm. football here. So I don't really know. But I think <clears throat> the good thing is we keep having the conversation. Mm. We keep having that consultation and we keep listening yeah. I think that's a bit when we stop listening and we start just driving the game forward then we're going to find ourselves in a in a tricky situation mm. and I think when you talk about Kelly like yes in terms of her being an executive and being on the board but also she was quite sort of prominent on the ground mm-hmm. and be like hearing from people mm-hmm. within the game in the coaching staff from the players um, from the what, academies then and really mm. trying to see what it, it's really like. What does a strategy look like in practice on the ground? And and it means something. It, it means, means something, something to her. Like yeah, what yeah. I'm saying, she was passionate about yeah. that in terms of driving that and making sure it, it was a success mm. and it was growth and it was always on the on mm. the rise. So it was never, uh, you know, and there were obviously times where the game soared, et cetera. But I don't know. I just think it, it's worrying. Like, do you know, do you know course, what else? The, the, problem is, is, the problem is, is that the game's going so quickly now, right? Mm-hmm. The transition of that and the women, women, mm-hmm. are, sorry, the, the lionesses winning the Euros in the summer has obviously made 
you know all these broadcasts and, and sponsorships yeah. and, and whatever fuel. yeah rocket fuel so now mm. already that in itself like everybody just wants to jump on board right mm. but how we get those sponsorships sponsorships in and what we do with that mm. and how and then how we progress our league through that mm. is where we need steady heads yeah and not short-term thinkers because we you know as, as i mentioned it many of times there's no point having the lionesses talk about the future generation of the game, there might not be one if we just fast track something mm. now and just want the short term success and short term, you know, banks filled with whatever mm. sort of money. Of course, we want to be in a position where the players and coaching staff and all members of staff that are involved in the game are, p- are paid correctly because currently they haven't mm. and that they work within an environment that is safe and whatever else, right? And, and the equipment there is needed for what is needed to grow the game because that, currently at the minute it's poor. Yeah. So it's okay saying we want all this money because for, for me at the minute, it's only about the lionesses. The, the primary focus yeah. is the lionesses. The primary by focus the FA, isn't. You mean? Or yeah. What do you mean? The prim- where it should be. By everybody. <sighs> the primary focus isn't about the growth of the game. But what, but what we also need to understand is that 20 or f- say 30, a group of 30 lionesses mm-hmm. cannot form a league. Yeah. So everybody else is just as important mm-hmm. as the yeah. 30 lionesses Plus that are hugely important for our English, for our, for our, for, but, our, yeah. for our national team. We mm-hmm. don't consider that because whenever you go, FA, I know people that have been on these meetings. I know when, mm-hmm. when club managers, when I was at Reading and we go and they go to these FA meetings and whatever, they're focused is purely around their national team. Is is that the, is that the selling point though? That's that's the vehicle in terms of yeah, but you the, can't you the, can't just sell investment. a product, right? If it, it, they they cannot thirty lionesses no, cannot no, no. Run, cannot form a league. No, they they can't form a league. But what I'm trying to say is that's the thing in terms of the, the They're strategy. The window shop. They're the window of course, shop. Of course. And then I guess, and this is where you need the people that are in the game who are also driving that rest of that ecosystem further down. But I think the but I think we're losing that. I think we're losing. But that's what I'm trying to say. We're losing those people. We can't. But that's the whole point. We can't lose that that piece. And I think what's really important around women's football is people that have been in the game. They believe, like Mm. whether there was investment, whether there was not, like they loved it because they loved women's football, and they knew if you had that investment and if there was better resources, the game will naturally progress because the talent's there. How do you still have those people who want to drive it because they know? Number one, it's the right thing to do, uh-huh. but actually the impact, the wider impact it has, yes, on the lionesses, mm-hmm. yes, in terms of more girls and boys playing mm-hmm. at a grassroots level, yes, in terms of the social impact, in terms of obesity and yeah. making more people. There's so many different aspects grassroots. that this game can potentially do. And that's why it upsets me when people say, oh, football is different to society. It's not. I think football mm. is one, is if not the biggest driver in terms of, in the UK anyway. Oh, in UK. In, in a change maker. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't underestimate it. So we have to get it right. And when we have a chance to implement shape it. and shape yeah. great things, whether not just what we see on the pitch, but all the other bits that happen behind it, we have to have the right people, not just in the room, that's, but speaking that's, up. That, that's just the thing, is it, it, having the right people to shape it, just not not <coughs> just on the pitch stuff. Yeah, because yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, on the, the pitch stuff picture. is the easy part, the bigger yeah, picture. The, that, big the picture yeah. is what you're talking about. Who's going to say no in that boardroom? Who's going to say that's not the right yeah. thing for women's football? Yeah, I think Pond. I, I think, think you Kelly, right. Kelly, I think yeah, she would. I think you're right, though. In this country in particular, football is sort of like a religion, isn't it? So in terms of like being able to shift culture. Especially in this room, for at least two-thirds of this podcast. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I've seen, yeah, we did a Women's World Cup in Jordan in the Middle mm-hmm. East where, where Prince Ali was the head of the FA and he empowered all these women to run the tournament. It was under 17 girls tournament. First time they'd ever seen hijabs being played on an international stage. Mm-hmm. First time we had accessible stadiums in anywhere in the Middle East because we rebuilt the stadiums. And just seeing the impact of... Um, 
a country in the Middle East watching and cheering for under 17-year-old girls mm -hmm. in the middle of everything going on around them, as we all know, was just like, I mean, I still get chills today and it still mm -hmm. chokes me up to see the impact that that had in that region, more mm -hmm. importantly than not just in Jordan. So absolutely totally agree with that. The other thing about this new company, though, that I think is really interesting is that when you extract a league or an entity from the FA, you can also extract to some level and depending on how it's set up, the politics involved. Mm -hmm. And by, by that, what I mean is that, you know, the FA by definition is a political body. It's a governing body. Mm -hmm. So there are politics around it. You know, it gets funded by FIFA and the Confederation, by UEFA. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it is tied to different things. Whereas if you set up a new business, then you can look at it as a business. And, and you will have obviously the FA being involved with their golden ticket or their vote or whatever it is mm -hmm. that how they're going to be involved. But for me, that really <clears throat> is a good look at professionalizing the league and really taking it to the next level. From a business standpoint, so getting rid of all the politics that on all of those strings that are attached and actually looking at getting in people that can look at things from a f totally fresh perspective coming from entertainment or you look at what Angel City did, com mm. coming from tech, the tech industry and bringing in really amazing business talent does that take away that bits? can help name but branding still, branding in terms but still of name keeping you know the, the, the fa and the people that are involved Sorry, like so, an earther potentially no i just mean you know like in the us because obviously yeah. there we, we talk about here so often in our country can we compete with the men's in terms of financially will it ever get to where the men's is right yeah. i don't believe it ever will in the uk yeah. but we know how big it is in the us right but mm -hmm. they are from they are branded differently they have like investors that invest in a team and they make the team name up and they have their own team right. shirt and whatever model, so yeah. to do that here now we, we only the only team i if i'm right in thinking here in the uk is london city lionesses where mm -hmm. a business took over they used to be more lionesses mm -hmm. right. and they went bankrupt and then a businessman mm -hmm. or whatever whoever it was coming yeah. in and, and took them over am i right in thinking that if that was to happen and we did put it over to these investors yeah. they would then want to take away the name which then takes away the link that these mm -hmm. women's teams here in the UK have to their men's oh, team which like is a big Man driving United, force Liverpool, we're now changing that yeah are you talking about changing yeah, the names yeah, yeah. of the clubs because of, because, oh, right. of, because of investors coming in right, they want, right, might right. want to use their own no no I don't, as far as I know that's not the structure so in the NWSL you have franchises so people can <clears> come in and actually buy a club and like the Washington Spirit which and then they can get bought out right after three years yeah and they run the club as their own business as their own franchise so they 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 clearly have to play by the rules of the NWSL that are set. Um, but then they can also, they are autonomous in different things like branding, um, in sponsorship and things like that. But they still are part of the NWSL. Whereas here, you have Man United, Liverpool. Like, I, they're not going to mm. change that. And they the, clubs, the clubs are actually mm. going to be the main stakeholders of the league. Okay. Yeah. That's so all, that's all, owned, that's all great. Okay. Yeah. And, and in terms of the business model. But what happens is when that flies and it's doing so well... What happens to tiers three, four, five, six, seven? And, that, and, that, and guess that, what? Guess what? Guess what? But that's the Nobody issue. Nobody cares. Though. No, but they have <laughs> that to. That is the problem. No, the women's football. No, do we care. do care. Exactly. We do care. But this but is my whole outside point. Outside of that, mm. outside of people that have really pushed the game for many a years, yeah, these people don't care. No, but they have to. But this is the whole but point. They don't. As part of that, that those decisions going forward, mm. they have to think of those other teams. There are aspirational teams who are trying to climb the for ladder, sure. who are trying to get up, who's trying to get in the league. There's teams who just like participation. They just yeah. want to be part of it. So we want to make that product good, but not so good when you then get an FA Cup draw and this this really this cupboard's doing really well in the early rounds, goes up, earns a bit of money that helps to invest mm -hmm. in the in the club, and then they get beat 15-0 because they've gone 
to another level. Yeah. So we have to think of it as the yes, full pyramid. It has to be the full yeah. pyramid, and you have to have people around the room that's going to have those. That. Yeah, not, it's not. It's not even an uncomfortable conversation. This is what has driven our this game. Is our this game. Is, this, game is, this is our game. Yeah. And yes, we want the expertise in terms of how you can help mm. to grow that, but we have to keep the fundamentals. Yeah. And my there. argument to that would be, I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, and if you bring in smart business people, they'll see that you need that funnel. You need that player pathway. You need the coaching mm-hmm. pathway. You need to invest a lot more in refereeing, mm-hmm. a lot more in match officials, because that is the pathway to make the top better anyway so uh, you know depending it's a hybrid on, it's a hybrid yeah. it's not it's not just one way or the other and seeing how the money filters down mm-hmm. into the rest of football which is still will still be run by the fa is a really interesting one um but even on that prize money like london uh, yeah go Lewis, on Lewis that's interesting prize money, yeah yeah equal equal prize money or whatever <clears throat> It's a different baseline budget. Yeah, I was going to say exactly that's, that. That's, so like sponsorships that sponsor, say the Men's FA Cup compared to the Women's, already the prize pot mm-hmm. is already bigger yeah. from the investment that is already put in. Which is, so you're you talking about the have, Men's FA Cup and the yeah, Women's so FA they're, Cup. Yeah. So they're basically, obviously Lewis yeah. are a team that pay equally men and women. Right, right. So they would they were both at the quarterfinal stages and they would have won equal pay to a men's team that was getting mm. a, a payout for, for getting or reaching the quarterfinals or progressing to, the, to mm-hmm. there. It's not going to happen. Because currently the funding behind each of these, even though it's the same cup, in terms of people that invest in each of those mm-hmm. cups, the mm-hmm. prize pot is different. Mm-hmm. There's there's far more sponsorships at the Men's FA Cup than there ever is at the Women's. So already the, the the starting point for the Women's is a lot less. Yeah, you can't just you, you can't you can't just get money and grab it out of the air or take mm-hmm. it off the trees. You can't so, so, you can't do that. So, so, it's so, not so, is, there, so is there a piece so of work to, to do grow, then? There's growth, of course. There's a piece of work in terms of sponsorship. Uh, sponsorship, of course. Ter- so it's and not going to come from domestic. That's the problem in the women's game. Is getting these, these these sponsorships in mm. because you you can't just get money from nowhere. Earth. And also, you think about it: shirt sales, or I don't know, mer- all the merchandise, mm. all the. You, you think of gates. Mm. I mean, uh, look, you've got Lewis asking for equal prize money, th- say for Man United who who played against Fulham, right? They probably got seventy thousand. They probably got seven hundred mm. already. The gate the mm. gate fees that are coming in, like it's completely different. You pay ten pound t- maximum for a ticket at Lewis. You pay minimum. I'm going to say £50 at United, probably even more. Yeah. Right? So on average, you're like, or £100 probably on average. No, but isn't, but isn't the prize money in terms uh, of No, but I'm just saying you've got to get something pot. back within that as well. Like, it is a separate pot, but it's through sponsorship, no? No, no, but I'm trying to say it's, it's about the competition generating more money because it doesn't matter if you've got okay, 100000 yeah, so, okay, because so, it's saying like each round, it's worth like, right. if you win this round, you get 100000 yeah, how you can that. you just generate money? There, there's no money no, but I'm trying to say that, That's what I'm trying to say. It has to be from those external sponsors. It has to be like, for example, Vitality has to say we want to, yeah, we, we value course. the men's FA Cup and the women's FA Cup the same. We and they like don't. Emirates, so we want to pay the same as Emirates because we want to so watch the FA Cup. Vitality, for example, they'll sponsor the men's FA Cup and I don't know, say they give 10 million, they're sponsored the Women's FA Cup and they'll probably give 500,000. Yeah. And why? And so, I think the, and important, the you tell me why. important question is why, yeah. because why? if you look at the difference, because it's, they also can. In, it's also in broadcast. So it's mm. not just sponsors oh, saying, broadcast I'm going to yeah, give, right? But the FA Cup is shown on different channels at different times and mm-hmm. and arguably they'd be better times and, and more viewership. So, and this is that like cycle that is so hard to break because men's football or football has always been built by men, mm-hmm. for men, for men to play for male referees so it's mostly male fans but it's it's been going for so long that it has such a stand that these broadcast cycles are bought four six years out mm-hmm. in advance so then you, you bring in women's football and you're trying to piece in where can we fit into this thing where the money's already been spent and it's big big money mm-hmm. so trying to get into those broadcast slots is one issue as well but arguably is it 
should the money be going in as prize money or should we be looking more at like what you're talking about, grassroots investment at the lower level so that we can make the product better, that we can, you know, make it more valuable? Because if I'm a sponsor, I'm clearly going to have to pay more money to a more valuable product. And there's no argument that men's football is more valuable than women's on the, the, um, what, what would you call it on the criteria that we mm. measure the metrics that mm-hmm. we measure value currently, which is broadcast viewership, mm. you know, social media following all of these things. It's funny that you say right? that. So the women's national team, when I played mm. our prize money through the rounds in the, in the world cup or the euros, right. And hope was in charge at the time. And obviously hopes wanted the game to be sustainable. She wanted to grow the, the youth development. Hence why, you know, the better the senior team did, the more, 16s we got 18s or 23 mm. yeah, squad or yeah. whatever so that went into the grassroots or the foundations of the game right so a big chunk of the prize money would go to the fa to invest in that and mm-hmm. so the players would get pretty much nothing yeah right mm-hmm. so our, our our bonus from tournament football yeah. was crap really yeah. crap don't work like that now because mm-hmm. the prize money for the for the for the lionesses is far greater than it ever was before because mm-hmm. most of the money goes back into the players now, as opposed to thinking it, about the, the foundation. It's the same of the as game. FIFA. Just you know, on, those thirty-two on, teams mm-hmm. that are getting much, much, much more money. That's just going to create a much bigger gap mm. to the rest of the world. So, is that helping? Is that well, helping really women's football grow? Well, well, I can only relate this in terms of the FA Cup. The prize money, obviously, this year has gone up, yeah. and what they've done is actually they've allocated more money to the earlier rounds, where actually the teams mm, from the right. lower levels of the pyramid are going to be playing those games because actually the teams higher up yes they want the prize money but it, it's not as significant for them so mm-hmm. for the earlier rounds yeah. there's more money 50 grand could mean a lot exactly so or 20 a, grand exactly could mean a lot. so it's, yeah. so they've injected a lot can more buy further a player. down <laughs> <laughs> can buy three players <laughs> and then further up as as now the wsl championship get introduced then obviously they get less money because yeah. the, the other teams would have played more rounds, which means they could have earned right. more, generated more funds mm-hmm. over those different preliminary rounds. Which is great. And has that has that investment. But right. Which you I can do in the FA Cup because you uh, you include every, it's not just WSL and championship, it's everybody. everybody. That's why the FA yeah. Cup is the, the best cup in the world. <laughs> the dog in the world. It's the this, biggest cup in the world. It's the best cup in the world for that reason. All right. Well, that's really interesting. I think we're, we're going to keep an eye on this, on the new co-takeover, mm. what the structure is, how it is. Um, you know, I know the the people coming in um, are looking at it and we know that they're doing a good job and, and asking all the questions. And, and I hope that the, the clubs play along as well. Like you said, because I think that's part of the issue mm-hmm. is that you get some mm-hmm. clubs that just want money for themselves mm-hmm. and they're going to fight in their corner to, for the good and the growth of their own club versus what's good for the, mm-hmm. the women's game. And I think that has to be checked. For well, sure. that was a very interesting first half. Bring the oranges in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my day. Half time. Half time to you talk. Mm-hmm. Going into... The FA Women's Cup quarterfinal. I heard that the FA Women's Cup is the best cup in the world. Is that right? In the it's world. The FA Cup in general is the best, yeah. No, it is. I mean, why? It just is. It just gives everybody, uh, you know, any young, I guess, male or female player that actually wants to step into the game at conference level an opportunity to progress and play maybe against a, an idol or, or whatever it might be, depending on the mm-hmm. draw. So I just think it gives people hope that love football yeah. I mean I dreamed of it every single day as a footballer as a kid on my estate playing, say, playing yeah. Wembley knockouts exactly. I, was about I to say, used to play Wembley knockouts whether it be single double <laughs> whatever it might be to get to the final and it felt real it yeah. felt like it was real like it was a tournament where you know there would be one goal there would be a goalkeeper in goal and you could play it with however many players there'd be 
keyboard boot it out. Say yeah. there's ten players. Yeah. Right? There's not ten. There's a hundred. Yeah. There's no, I'm just gonna say ten. <laughs> and what yeah, happens? Yeah. You score one goal within that, so it kicks you out. It's all against all. So it's yeah. whoever's got the ball has to try yeah, and score. Yeah. You score. You go and sit out until the next round, and then it obviously leaves two until it gets down to the last two. Whoever scores, that player gets knocked out, and it goes down into That's a final. Fun. And Farrell used to ha- go hang. Ever. I am goal hanging. <laughs> go hanging. At everybody the used to go What's and chase them. So everybody used to. There's no offside. There's no offside. So everybody used to chase the ball. But when somebody would shoot, I'm like rebounds. <laughs> so that Cherry was like, getting to, of course, to get, to the, get to the final. But it's, yeah, and then the dream of obviously walking at the time, the steps to yeah. Wembley and, and lift the cup. Farrah, so can I just ask a question on that? See if you blocked a ball and it deflected it. You know that already. I'm through. <laughs> Mate, and that's why our I'm school through. uniforms were ripped because we used to be literally <laughs> oh, diving yeah. everywhere. On the goal line. Speaking of good goals. Yeah, well, Lewis, my Emily Kraft, she's a German Irish international footballer. Jake Man won't United. be happy, will she? Yeah. No, like, you, well, you, you, like, like they said, but, you don't save those. You don't save you don't. those. What a strike. She, you could tell as soon as she but just they're the sort cushioned of moments, it. They're the moments, yeah. Beck, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You think like, She's going to live with that now. She, can, she can continue. Yeah. When she retires in years on, Craft. she'll come back to her yeah. kids or grandkids or cousins, niece, whatever it might be, and go, yeah. I scored a spectacular <laughs> got a worldie FA, FA Cup, Cup against Manchester United. United. Yeah. So it's what's dreams are made. It, like, whatever. She's got that. every she's paper cutting of that, I promise oh, you. She'll be in local newspapers or whatever. And <laughs> she can go and just get that, clip it off her BBC. And she's now got this clip of her That could be a her um, promo tape for WSL. Mate, of course. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the signing. Just that. Over and over and over But it's true. Yeah. I mean, even like you think of like, obviously Brighton, they, they've progressed yeah. through to the tournament. So the, yeah, I mean, if it was a men's game, normally the semi-final is now played at Wembley. I like yeah. the fact that in the women's game, we still don't play the semi-final yeah. at Wembley. You like that. Because you, I you like the fact the that Wembley is yeah. like, yeah, you've got to work hard to get and play at your national yeah. team mm. stadium. Like, how many people get the opportunity to play at Wembley? Yeah. Not many. And that's what the FA Cup provides, an opportunity right. for the best teams or the lucky teams of the draw, whatever it might be, to get there, an opportunity. Mm, Mate, the strike was good. It was a good strike. Yeah. But, yeah, you think she's, of, she's with the Republic of Ireland, so yeah. she'll, she'll be representing mm. our follow as well in the World Cup. A history of scoring goal. Remember that Puka goal that Puskas, Abigail yeah. that scored the, the Irish, oh, yeah. Yeah. Irish goal. Well, goal of the year. Yeah, goal yeah, of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah remember I can't something in the, the, in the, the Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Patrick's Day. That's why she scored oh, that yeah, good goal. Go, she, <laughs> must, oh, she must have had a Guinness go. on the Friday. That's <laughs> what it is. But, but what about Aston Villa? By the, by the way, oh, upset yeah. in Man City. Yeah. Like okay, I can see Eva rolling her eyes out, but that's an upset because people predicted Manchester City to go through. Yeah. Rach Daly scoring again. Again, striker. Again. Yeah, but still, you again, still again. are going to say she's not going to be an international okay, striker. Okay, Come Bex, on, I'm going to put this question out to our viewers. She's right? twice so, so in international matches recently. Beautiful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> she is an international striker. <laughs> she's playing striker at is, the international level and scoring goals. This is this is a question for our viewers, right? And so if they whoever listens to, to, to our pod, right, we want answers back to this yeah, one question I'm going to put out there. Okay? You are playing... Top four countries in the world. Yeah. Who are they? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Whoever you might think it might be. I would probably say, I don't know, you're going to go probably Spain. I would say probably Germany, America, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to go England, right? So you're going to play these top teams. My question is, in those moments, semifinals, who do you start with? Russo or Rachel Daly? Okay, that's all I'm going to ask. Okay. Because no one ain't saying that Rachel Daly can't play as a striker. Right. And I believe she can play against these top teams. Mm-hmm. But my question is, yeah. if the public had a vote as to who they think... Okay, we're going to put it out. Yeah, we'll We're going to do it. We're going to put it on our socials. And I, and yeah, I, yeah, I genuinely see. think because of that, Serena will go with Russo. Yeah. Because of... She has she has more attributes as a striker right. in the international setup that suits Serena's style of play. But if she can't play 90 minutes of every game over the seven matches in the World Cup... Why can't she? I'm just saying, if she can. Oh, Rachel Daly can play that. I think Rachel yeah. Daly will be second choice striker. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think she's second choice striker. I mean, you can't not have so her she as a striker. can be an international striker. Oh, no, no one says she's not. My yeah, point okay, is, okay. is that if she wants to play regular international football, I think she would have been perfect for left back. To left start. Back, right, to gotcha. start every game. Like she did mm-hmm. in the gotcha, Euros. And, gotcha. and for me, it was phenomenal, by the way. She was phenomenal. She probably had one off half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, which people spoke about, you know, defensively, she wasn't great. But yeah. in, in in a six-game yeah. tournament, Solid. you have 45 minutes of, of bad defending. I want her on my people, left. So for me, I'm saying, you want your best players in the team. Yeah, yeah. She makes the team stronger with her as a fullback. Mm. So I understand that your preference is as a striker. Mm. But sometimes you just, at international level, you've got to go, actually, it's the same. Like, Anita Vassante, like, I loved her. And she yeah. could play anywhere. She could play centre mid or as a centre half. When she played alongside me in centre mid, I felt great because she she's so calm on the yeah. ball. Mm. But I also thought her best position was a centre half. Yeah. I don't think there was anybody like her as a centre half. She was playing the modern day game now, twenty years back ago, in the, back yeah. in the day, back in the, back the ball out from too. the back, composure, mm. like yeah. she was just a Splitting natural. Lines. Yeah, she yeah. could do all of that back then, which was probably mm. not appreciated. But I think if she'd have played centre half, she'd have probably played more times for England than yeah. she actually did. Mm. I think she played 64 maybe or something. something and like when that. you look at the back but, line, though, you've got a Lucy Bronze, who some tout as the best right back on the planet and very, very offensive, very aggressive, very mm-hmm. fast, can cover the whole pit pitch and then some, you know, mm. probably runs three to four times more of, than most players on the pitch. And then you've got the two centre backs, Leah and Millie, potentially mm. Millie Bright. And then, do, so the argument is, do you, do you need another left back that is like a Lucy that can go forward? that's attacking or do you need more strikers because that that's where I think Lionesses are a bit weaker I mean they've lost Ellen White you know they've lost Jill Scott they've lost some experience but they've got goals from the middle though I think mm-hmm. in yeah. terms of the rotation is so good they got two Frank Kirby they got, Frank, Frank Kirby's fit they got yeah. him and that's a big question mark Georgia Stanway Kelly Stanway they get goals yeah. they've got goals mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the issue they've got goals in other places so it's not an urgency to have daily up front because mm-hmm. there are goals throughout the pitch I think mm-hmm. in terms of shutting up shop and making sure defensively we're not leaking any goals then the rest is just about what can we do at the other end yeah. as long as we're mm-hmm. tight at the back and I, I, apart from really set plays I can't really see England being broken down yeah I thought by Green, too many Greenwood, teams by too many teams Alex Greenwood too I think she's been absolutely solid I like her she's center half I, like I like her as a left side center half too I really do I, I think really good at left side center half what about people's comments around Chelsea playing a B team against Reading and still going through did 
Did anyone see the lineups? They had four debutants in that game. Yeah. They brought them on as subs. I, I, actually, they brought three kids on that were 17 years of age. And they yeah. are amazing, by the way. I the watched them in the night. night. <laughs> I watched them at the night <laughs> Premier Cup. And by Cup. the way. <laughs> I watched yeah. them at the night so Premier Cup. So they brought Cup. three 17-year-old uh, players on and, they, uh, and another, another young player made a debut So yeah. in a game. And that just uh, uh, Kelly Chambers at the end said they gifted the game to she wasn't happy with her team they gifted goals to Chelsea Mm. and I saw the feedback and comments from fans that said but it was Chelsea B team you gifted Chelsea B team a win but it was yeah again but even Chelsea's B team the fact that's what I'm saying the fact that you're going into a quarterfinals and you're able to rotate that many players Sam Kerr didn't even need to come onto the pitch and they won the game 3-1 so all of James these players didn't play Um, but then I said to Eartha once I saw the four teams that were going through I said, and I'm going to put it out there, yeah. Man United and Chelsea will avoid each other like in the semi-final because they would obviously want a Wembley final of Chelsea mm. Man United. Mm. Mm. Now, could there be an upset? Let's no. go. Villa. Home to Chelsea. Aston and then we have, yeah, and then we have Man Chelsea. United Brighton. at home to Brighton. Could there be an upset? You, I don't think, Brighton, so. you think Brighton? I don't think there'll be an United. upset. I don't think there'll be Brighton an upset Villa. in any of those. You've heard it here but, first. No, <laughs> yes. but it would be so funny if it Brighton, was because I yeah, know obviously yeah. we and it looks better. Of course, yeah, Man United yeah. Chelsea Cup yeah. final would look amazing at Wembley. Whatever fans, but it's it's so predictable that oh, yeah. at semi final stage they really do try and get the big teams to avoid each other yeah. and yeah so it was interesting that me and Earth was on the phone yesterday saying yeah. we're going to avoid each other wake up this morning and yeah they have done I'm and going Brighton then. Villa alright you heard it here first you know what Earth you, you, you set first. yourself up to be absolutely shot right back down bit, yeah. you heard it sometimes we need Brighton half. did win they beat uh, Birmingham uh, in the FA Cup mm. quarterfinal but we've got the semi-final coming up and that is going to be a big one you heard it Chelsea Aston Villa Man United Brighton and uh, as far as Earth is concerned it'll be Aston Villa <laughs> Brighton going fans? into the final okay, who, let's who hear what me? you guys let's, think yeah Villa fans and Brighton fans do not let me down alright 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 that wraps up our halftime team talk Heading into our second half. I love these weeks, you guys. UEFA Women's Champions League finally starting. <laughs> yeah, they've got their own, they've got their own uh, little song there that they um, had made themselves. Um, but we're going to do a little bit of a preview for you just in case you were out of the mix since last year. Uh, cause it's been a while since we've seen these teams play each other. I'm still yep. sort of remembering that Arsenal win over Lyon where I was actually commentating for the zone and just like it was a dream it was just such a nice game to watch but now we've got Bayern playing Arsenal tonight um, at 5.45 we've got Roma playing Barcelona Lyon versus Chelsea that's going to be a huge match on Wednesday night and PSG Mm. Wolfsburg also on the Wednesday night what are you guys thinking about Bayern Arsenal Bayern beat Barcelona This is big. They, they. I think these are one of those teams that we know them because Georgia Stanway is playing on the team, right? And so mm-hmm. obviously English fans are following the Bayern team maybe a little bit more than, but they have good players and they are looking really good and they're close to the top now in the Bundesliga, whereas four weeks ago they were eight points down from Wolfsburg. So mm-hmm. their confidence is high. This you is know, like the Euro final replay, right? Germany but, versus yeah, England. But far, <laughs> the, the, the thing is with Bayern, they don't concede. Yeah. Right, so defensively they're very good, and they score goals. Mm. So they rarely concede a goal. I think in the last maybe six games or whatever they conceded one, 
and then the goal before that conceded was against Barcelona. Mm. So they they don't concede many goals. They're hard to break down. They're, they're German, they're German in, yeah. in, in, mm. in general. They're, yeah. they're structurally set up defensively very well, can counter-attack, can play possession-based football, or mm. that, as I say, they can, that, that transitional game, which is better suited to German style of, of play. But I just don't know. It's difficult because... I mean, yes, Arsenal are back to where Arsenal were yeah. a little bit after yeah. winning uh, the um, Continental Tires Cup against Chelsea, but that's only been two games. Yeah. I think set so. I don't know if it's come. Important. I don't know if it's come too soon for Chelsea in terms of their rhythm and momentum Arsenal as to where they are. Sorry, Arsenal yeah. or Chelsea to Arsenal as to like back off, off the back of the couple mm. of games that they've played. Mm. Whereas Bayern in, they're flowing at the minute. They're, flow, they're, they're yeah. in a good. They're in a good stride. Yeah. So their momentum's with the them and they're at home. Their carbo so loaded must need to be Arsenal, amazing. If Arsenal need to deliver the the game that they did delivered against Leon, yeah, when they battered them away, yeah, or that first half performance they had against Chelsea, they need to get to that level if they are to get anything from this game mm-hmm. tonight. It's tonight, so yeah. if they are to get anything from the game tonight, I believe that's what they need to do because Bayern don't concede goals. I mm. think it's, they have to be at their best, like you said. They, they have to be at their best. They they can't have any off day. Everyone has to be ready, raring to go. Um, and yeah, like you said, uh, uh, you see Bayern domestically are just doing the damn thing. And I think for me, I can't, I can't see Arsenal doing it across two legs. Mm. Um, but, but I could be wrong. I think that their home fans and their home support in the second leg is going to be super important. And I think that will definitely play, play a role when you get there. But it's what, what do they go there with? What, what do they next week? What do they bring to that next game in terms of the scoreline? And if it's, if they've already lost it from the first leg. Mm then it's too far gone. But if they stay in the game, then they, I, they could have a chance. And I think that's the hardest thing about this game tonight is actually that it, the first match is in Bayern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, Psycholo- I think Arsenal psychologically has been all over the show mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. season, if we're really honest. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of games, good, solid, very good. It felt like they just pulled their socks off, mm. up, they need to pull oh, off. Yeah, they still need them. Yeah, no, they can keep those on. Thanks. <laughs> Stinky socks too. No one needs those taken off. But really, came together as a team, like as as a players, mm-hmm. as the players, and as a squad, and looked each other in the eye and just went, "Come on, like we need to do this." Mm-hmm. And that's what it's felt like the last couple games. But again, going over to Germany, they don't, they don't lose, do they? At home, playing in that stadium, the Allianz Arena, as well, that's, which that's is a big exciting. stadium. It's a did you see the stadium. ad? Did you see the little like social ad? I'm saying with yeah. um, Mane and uh, Georgia Stanway. No. Like calling up and like texting, oh, you're going to be at the oh, Alias. Have you seen it? Oh, oh that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's fun. So they did a nice, like, and they do uh, that. Get, yeah, and they really do that cool. with the Byron team is like, because yeah. the women have a really amazing um, setup. They they have all these pitches and they train where, with the what they would call the amateur and the, like the amateurs, the, the ones just below the men's team. Mm-hmm. But they do have a lot of interaction with that men's team, mm-hmm. which I think cool. is great. Yeah. Cool. So I, I think it's going to be a psychological battle. So I think it'll be really interesting. This, this is like the test for Arsenal this week to see where are you actually. Mm-hmm. now you've gone through your ups and downs you've mm-hmm. had some nice wins you have some silverware but what are you going to bring to Bayern yeah agreed because as I say they're tough even when when Barca went there they didn't beat them was that this last year? year no last year but I'm just saying like there like when you think of Wolfsburg they don't they don't lose at home in Europe yeah it, it, like home is their territory oh, don't Barcelona to, went to yeah Wolfsburg. so I'm just saying yeah, yeah. German teams they don't lose at home yeah like, they genuinely don't they're so strong but this game tonight is is one that I'm excited by same it's probably the most, com- well, competitive. I'm saying competitive in terms of, yeah. Yeah, it be, could be, yeah. yeah. And both of our teams are still in it, Wolfsburg and Barcelona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah I've got, still got, got an easy draw. Oh, me. here we go. Don't be so silly. <laughs> you got, yeah, you got Roma. Uh, you got yeah. basically Roma, Don't which is cool Roma. because you, you vent, it was Juventus. It was yeah. always Juventus, Juventus, Juventus. And then Roma's sort of not come out of nowhere, but exactly. they've qualified and they've got some great players. They're going to be eager, new, fresh, proving a point, ready to just yeah. attack against yeah. Barcelona. Uh, and then... <laughs> what have you had for breakfast? <laughs> Like this girl, <laughs> something a bit off. Huh? <laughs> I don't know what you had. Did your milk okay no, this morning? I, I promise you, <laughs> it's not an easy game. Come on, no one gets this far without playing. It's just maybe Barcelona is just a different type of team and have a different caliber of player. But it's not. It's not. You're going on like it's a buy. Like it's it's, it's not. a buy. Oh my god! It's a buy. <laughs> it's a buy. Barcelona have got a buy. <clears throat> to the next round. Bye bye. Yeah. All right. On then. to the next game then. Leon Chelsea. Mm. Mm, tasty. tasty can Chelsea do what Arsenal did to Leon? yeah yes that, I like that that they've done that yeah. you know that they've had that precedence mm. of actually smashing Leon. yeah they're the holders yeah mm. never write Leon off like they got off for a couple of years or whatever they went on it. They, mm. how many times did they won Champions League Champions League Cup is Leon's like when you talk about the women's Champions yeah. League mm. you think of Leon, right? Yeah. When you think of the men's Champions League, you think of Real Madrid. Yeah. I think that's equal. I think they're like yeah, on yeah. that on that level where Even like more when for you Leon, think, right? yeah, of course. Yeah. When you yeah. think of the Champions League, regardless of what's going on domestically, which Leon normally batter their league, you think mm. of Leon. Yeah, and so this is even psychologically for Chelsea. A big game. So, but question on that psychologically, because you had Wendy Renard stepping back, mm-hmm. Diani stepping back, um, and Katoto, who was it, Katoto? Yeah, yeah, who I think is coming back yeah. from an ACL anyway. But, um, but now they're they're they've got rid of their coach, the Lyon mm-hmm. coach. I'm uh, sorry, the French coach, um, Diacre, and they're looking at like restructuring all of that. Is do you think that that will play any part in their club football? Like, do you think that that's been that's affected them? Because clearly, Wendy Renard, one of the best pl- players on the whole planet mm-hmm. in the history of the game mm-hmm. as well, doesn't just like step back from the game willy nilly without having thought about that for months, and mm-hmm. it probably endured quite a lot. And then now it's all changing. And so, do you, do you think that they'll come out more confident because they sort of got what they want or do you think that it's going to be you know something that's been weighing on them for months or do you think that will affect them at all because it's Lyon completely separate I, th- I, from think they're pro- I think they're professionals isn't it they 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 get when they get on the line they do what they need to do but I think in terms of that psychological edge it could be a weight lifted off their shoulder mm. in terms of they, they haven't got that to worry about but I'd like to think no matter what that they're they're focused on their game in terms of domestically anyway. And mm. yeah, like I said, they've got that history of being the champions. Mm. It's something that they're not going to want to give up lightly. They can they can actually stake a claim because Chelsea has been so dominant and has been for a long time in mm. what's seen as the biggest league in the world. Um, and for them to beat them and mm. not being not been playing that great domestically and mm-hmm. still being able to beat this so this dominant champion, this do you know what I mean this beast of a sort of squad um what does that say then about them in Mm. terms of them kicking on and continuing not just in the champions league but again domestically so i think it'll be i think it'll be great i think they'll get a lot of benefits psychologically if they if they are able to Mm. beat chelsea um because i expect chelsea in the home leg to to be a lot more dominant Mm -hmm. so Look how rested they rested. The yeah, team yeah, that's what to I was going to say. Yeah. So they rested the, the, the big players to be able to go mm. come up both ways, yep. good or bad, because now they haven't had a game for the last yeah. what nine days or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it could work both ways. But again, we all thought at one stage Lyon was unbeatable at home, mm. and Arsenal went over there and dominated. So, <sighs> Chelsea will be looking at that and going they are beatable on mm. their on their own backyard. So they'll go there with confidence for sure. 
Um, but I do think that the return leg at Chelsea will be the one where the game's won or lost. Yeah, um, this next week on yeah. the 29th, 20, uh, 29th, mm-hmm. 30th. And then we've got PSG Wolfsburg. Um, Tasty. Yeah, I mean, I love the quarterfinals. I just love the quarterfinals because you're like, there's not a bad game besides the bye that you're calling from oh, Barcelona. <laughs> um, Disrespectful. But, but actually, when Barcelona went to Bayern, I think they, they had thought that that would have been an easier game. And obviously they lost 3-1, I believe it was a score. So, you know, I think mentally they're one of those teams where where, you know, people want to beat them. Mm-hmm. Everyone is always bringing their best A game to bar- mm-hmm. against Barcelona because they think they have to. But PSG Wolfsburg, I think Wolfsburg won't have too big of an issue, but I think it'll be a close game. And is it on, on the same that you mentioned in terms of the impact psychologically from the French team? Again, the Spanish players at Barcelona, mm. they haven't resolved yeah. the issue. So can that have That's an impact in, in terms of where they are yeah. still in terms of their performance? So, yeah, yeah it's not a buy. It's a great it squad. It is a great of, squad. Great yeah. squad of players. <laughs> and Wolfsburg's looking good. They're yeah, still they at the top of the table and um, still looking good. PSG, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen a lot from them. I haven't heard a lot from them. They seem to be ticking over mm. um, this season. It's the same. It's the same as, don't they? They have them one-off games against Lyon where they get a good result, but. I think when they played them, they they lost to them, didn't they? I think it was two one. They lost to Lyon this year earlier in the year, mm. but. Um, yeah, they're just they're, they're there. They're getting closer to Lyon for sure. They are, yeah. but yeah. I still don't think they're that dominant force yet in Europe. Yeah, they um, have fifty three. So points. they don't strike me as somebody that's going to go on and win the Champions League. Yeah. I won't put them in my top four mm. if you was to start the, start the Champions League to go on and win it. Mm. But yeah, still there was a, a time when team. a lot of players like moved from Lyon to PSG to and try then, and shift the, the, the league. Yeah, and, and, yeah. I, and that's why I think their league's more competitive and in terms of those top back, two. But yeah, they? it's mm. yeah. It feels like they've all shifted back mm. to Lyon back again. You they want to they want to win trophies. Yeah, and they know Tony that they can Edler, do that. Yeah. and they can do that in Europe and be successful with that. Yeah. So and so so yeah. PSG has fifty three points in the league and Lyon has sixty four. So that's eleven point spread. That's yeah, a big that's what I'm saying. It's massive. And and if they don't win, at least their Nike and Jordan collab is fire. So. <laughs> you wear that like we'll every other that. week, we'll don't t- you? We'll take we'll take that. We'll take that for now. Yeah. <laughs> funny. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps up our uh Champions League quarterfinal preview. We'll be watching tonight and tomorrow. Come on, Chelsea. Games. Come on, Arsenal. Come on, Barcelona. <laughs> Come on, Wolfsburg. No, we're England. Come, Come on, man. We've got to support our teams, guys. Come on, Arsenal. Right. Send us, send us who you guys think is going to win Champions League. Do you, wait, just before we end, do you still think Wolfsburg is going to win? And do you still, still think Barcelona is going to win it? We. <laughs> we oh, from the French, French yeah. <laughs> who live in Barcelona yeah. and speak Catalan, yeah. right? Inclusive. Uh, and I think I think Wolfsburg has a good chance as well. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that that those are our predictions. Let us know what you guys think. And on to our extra time. This is the fun bit, taking all your questions. Um, we're going to go through these really quickly, although we had one question from Nelly McKenzie underscore who said, do you think women's football will ever be as big as men's? And I said, oh, that's a good question. And I got from my two wonderful <laughs> supportive mad? colleagues, what? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. What do you guys think? Exactly that. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely no, not. No, it's, it, it, it's just a, uh, the franchise is just so big. It's the main sport. There's like Global the, sport. Global sport. Yeah. There's no other sport, even in terms of like men's sport that can even rival men's football let alone the women's game. Yes, I think it will definitely progress. And obviously before the game was banned, there was thousands and thousands of fans. So there is space for growth. But when you look at it in terms of the male product... 
it's not gonna happen I just think yeah they the men's men's football in the UK for mm. sure sits out somewhere on its own out here somewhere yeah somewhere, <laughs> over there yeah. somewhere behind. and the, the challenge is is that coming get closer to other men's sports in, in, in our mm. country as opposed to trying to even get anywhere near that and that's why I hate Whenever the women's and men's game yeah. in the UK is compared, it's just stupid to even you don't like it. That. Yeah, it yeah. frustrates me because yeah. we all know it's never going to get there. Yeah. Are we going to grow? Is the game going to get bigger? For sure, yeah. it has to. Yeah, but yeah, let's just and, not and, even talk and about that's that. why I wanted uh-huh. to join a men's team and be the first right. player to play <laughs> for Man United because the be women's the is never going to be anywhere near yeah. there. So okay. I just thought the best players mm. are playing in the men's and league. Let's and let's hope we're wrong. Okay, let's hope we're wrong. But go on, you have a different. Well, yeah, I think you guys are wrong. Yeah, actually, um, and I'm talking about two, it from one, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a theme on this podcast. No, but I, I think you guys are wrong, and the reason for that is because globally, I think that the women's game has a much bigger um, value for not for now, but for the future. Because if you look at where the trends are, so you look at the biggest growth right now in sports, it is with women's football. Um, because it's the number one participatory sport on the planet. It's one of the easiest sports to wow, play. Wow, I wouldn't be able to say practice. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I stand in front of the mirror every Paris night. Patissory. Patissory, <laughs> yes. But I also think that the women's game ha- has been founded on totally different values. This is what we've spoken about mm-hmm. before. It's a lot more open. It's a lot more inclusive. You know, we don't hear homophobic, racist um, slurs at every single match that we go to. In fact, it's the exact opposite. It's a much wider, broader fan base. You see mm-hmm. lots of young, young kids and lots of literally in the women's Euros, I was sitting behind two people that had very, very gray hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that the the potential for the audience is a lot, lot bigger because there's plenty of women and men in this country and bi- non-binary as well, but who don't really like men's football because of those values and don't really feel like it's a safe place or a really nice and welcoming place um, to be. I also think that there's a lot more brands that can invest in women's football because of the more inclusive nature of the sport. Um, and you look at the investment and the growth that's going into women's football and, and these types of values that are now growing because consumers are becoming more and more, um, let's say aware of, you know, what is, what am I actually spending my money on? Is it, are you guys actually, do you have a DNI? Are you into diversity and inclusion? Are mm. you more open? Because that's where I want to spend my money. I think younger, the younger generation is much more interested in things like that. And the biggest reason, I think, is because the broadcast market's shifting so much. Because I think that before it was traditional linear TV, so we watch on Sky, we watch on BBC, but now there's other players in the market, more OTT platforms, you know, Netflix coming in, Amazon Prime coming in and buying mm-hmm. rights. And those are all less broadcast, let's say. And I think there's more space for women's to go into the, there as well. So it's opening up. And as well that most of our fans have been always on social media. So that's where we know that we can watch women's sports and that's where I think the nature of sort of watching sports is going. The if people th- listen to this pod, <laughs> they're going to believe after that. No, <laughs> but I still not. don't. No, no, no. I think the, key, the two key things is the word think. So yeah. there's, there's no sort of fact or any sort of data that sort of backs that up. Backs I think up. that the women's game has, will grow in, in that space. There isn't anything previously in terms of research or that shows... Grows yes, into what space? As in the biggest game, like big outgrows or as big as men's football. It has potential, but there's nothing in terms yeah, of data there, that shows... Yeah, there's a UEFA value of women's football, that business case of women's football. Have you seen that research? That says what? 
it shows it sort of shows like in the next five ten years the actual va- like they put like monetary value on the growth of it so they, they are starting to put numbers no no on as in as in there's potential to get there but as in things that have realistically been done and implemented i think that's the, the difference and i think all the stuff you've mentioned feeds into that and mm. it's great and it has the potential but all of that is saying that people are going to, they're going to put people before profit. And there's no example where people have been put for profit in any part of society or sport in any, or any example that you can tell me mm. where that's been, because it's the right thing to do. And yes, it can have growth and we see the benefits of it, but there's no example of it ever being done. No, but I didn't say that it's because people think it's no. like a CSR. I, I from, from a business case, it's, yeah. it's smarter to invest in women's and, and I think all, people, all of that, so smart, it's more of the product. business, everything, yeah. all of it is a better thing to do. Mm. It's never been done in any, any part of society. And it has it's No, but I, I'm not talking about like you continue. I'm going home. I'm not talking about like people. I'm talking about like from a business standpoint. No, it's mm-hmm. not about like people before profit. I'm saying that the profit will be bigger. It will be more profitable because the 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 product will be a better product than the men's football. The men's football but, is but, what I'm saying. So the product would be better yeah. because of all the rubbish stuff that you get from the men's game. So, that you're saying, like in terms of well, the swearing and, and all overfold, the other yeah. things, that and I all, was yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, no. Even with all that, people are still investing in the men's game, and it's getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So they they don't care if that's the bad stuff. So I'm saying that will yeah. continue to grow. Yeah, yeah. But it the women's won't. I don't grow. think they'll catch that up because okay. people just love that. All right. Well, we want to hear what you guys think about it. Um, and I'm not talking about like in the next two years, FYI. The Jetsons. We're talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> More I like, was nearly yeah, going yeah. home because like, used to were getting too into it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking in 30, 30. <laughs> Two-way pod. <laughs> Barry, like, I'm not involved. I'm not involved. That's too in-depth. <laughs> should we take one more question or should on, we... Let's yeah, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Um, all right. This one. This one's a very easy one from Ellie Green, 2002. Who's winning the WSL? Chelsea. Charlton. Charlton. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I have say, you been eating? No, Chelsea. Chelsea? Easy. Yeah, Chelsea. W football underscore 2023. So very modern. <laughs> this fan. Which player would you love to see come back to the WSL? Why didn't it? This female player. All of it. In Any like, because the WSL. I've been thinking, no, in my head, I'm but half thinking, in my head, I'm half thinking like, Kopi and goal, people score. Yeah. Because she's big. Yeah. She's pulling Paul and Coe. Coe. I, In my head, I'm like, Carmen Walker. Would she make it hard? And then I'm thinking, Jill Courtard, centre half. I'm like, thinking Julie Fleeting. Like, I'm thinking all these Angie Julie Banks. Fleeting, like the goals that she used to score. Like she was that good a player, Fleeting, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that Amazing. Arsenal Vic Akers, the manager at the time, used mm. to fly her in from Scotland. As and when he wanted to, if there was a Scotland. game from yes. Scotland okay. to play on a match day. She didn't train all week. <laughs> yeah. And I'm flying Julie Fleeting because she was scored. and you know the worst thing? I remember they flew into the Everton game when I was at Everton. <laughs> yeah. She scored a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, she like this girl's a, she's a G, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the If key. you're on that level where you're just flying in for the big games, you are you are elite. She yeah. was Julie elite. was elite. Elite. But then All I think right. of like Julie I used to love like um Andrew Banks. Cameron Burke, like or, yeah, Andrew Marianne Banks. Marianne Spacey. Like, Kaz Walker, the goal. Yeah. There's too, there's too many players. <laughs> too many players. I'd love to see them. I'd love to have seen them full time because back then I was in all of these. But I'm like these players yeah, are yeah. mad. Like oh, mad, mad good. That was a good question. Yeah. Thank you, W Football underscore know, 2023. Right? Um, these girls are going to be talking about it until <laughs> next pod. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, as always, send us in your questions. Good questions, guys. Like Thank questions you. that we can like really like dig our teeth into. Yeah. Because, yeah like top of the league. We, you know, you're always going to hear that Chelsea are going to win that. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite player, we're always going to tell you our favorite. Yeah, 
Yeah. Good question. Like, you know, should, is questions. women's football ever going to be as big? That was a good one. I like that one. No, Nelly McKenzie. Lower down, lower down the pyramid. Lower yeah. down the pyramid. Some grassroots. You want some grassroots? I want some, yeah, right. some, you want some grassroots yeah. questions. Send us in your grassroots questions and we will see you all next week. Bye bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 